When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I have with me here today, Neil Thorne, our SpaceX correspondent. How are you doing, Neil? Great, Will. How are you? I'm doing great. Today, we're going to be talking about SpaceX's Falcon 9. And on Monday, February 27th at 1.45 a.m., it's going to be lifting off from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And it's going to be taking up the Crew-6 mission Full of astronauts. It's going to be loaded full <laughs> with astronauts. Um, I'm excited about this launch. It's going to be really interesting to see a, a, a night launch because they just glow and they brighten up the sky. It's like the sun's coming out within 15 seconds. The whole sky lights up and night launches are the most spectacular. So I can't wait for this one. Um, yeah, night launches are beautiful. It's a shame you can't see the rocket so well, but uh, it just... Everything glows so well. Yeah. It lights up the whole coast. Um, yeah. Well, you've been down there to see it, of course. Yeah. It was uh, one of the one of the crew launches earlier, and it was spectacular over the whole coast. It just brightens everything up, turns crew night into day. me very excited and very frightened at the, at the same time. <laughs> well, you know, the, the cool thing about SpaceX launches is that they're – kind of rudimentary now they they just happen you know the crew launches the falcon 9 is so dependable that we don't really have to worry as much as we used to you know when bob and doug went up That's there true. for that demo mission um what was it demo one or demo two i think it was right demo two yeah, yeah demo two when bob and doug went up those were a lot scarier times um, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's always it's always in the back of your mind, right? What if something yeah. goes wrong? Uh, you, you imagine how the people at SpaceX feel, Elon and such. It just, it must, you know, they just must have a pit in their stomach until that thing's past max Q and on its way. But uh, yeah, it's at the same time, as you say, very reliable launch vehicle. Actually, they're all, anything launching from America right now seems to be fairly uh, reliable. Um so there shouldn't be too much to worry about, but just when you take your, let your guard down, that's when things happen, I guess. Yeah. They've had over a hundred successful launches. So it's, you know, it's, it, it, nothing, nothing has happened for a really long time for, uh, to a Falcon nine. So I'm there with you though. I still have it in the back of my head and it's, you know, space exploration is super dangerous. You know, you well, I think it's important to have it in the back of your head, right? You'd never want to take it for granted that this thing's going to go off without a hitch. Uh, especially the people working on it. They don't want this to be routine because it's it's still rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly. So they, you want them to be at the top of their game. You want them to be on every valve and every little switch. Um, obviously, uh, the computers monitor a lot of that now as well, which makes it much safer. But uh, there's always that just fear in the back of your head, which is a good fear. It's a healthy fear. Yeah, exactly. It's just, a, it's a knowing that, this is an important thing that's going to be happening and they'll be sending up people to the international space station and the time between the launch and, you know, when they get to the space station, it's about almost a day. It's 19 hours 
before they actually hit, you know, the, the time when they can dock with the space station. You know, they have to gradually increase their orbit. They catch up to the space station and then they autonomously dock with the station. And uh, what is it? They're going 15,000 miles an hour. Is that what somewhere around a little there? more? I think it's 18, 18. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, some ridiculous amount of speed uh, yeah. and you're barreling, uh, you know, around the earth, orbiting the earth and you have three of your buddies with you and you're going to the international space station. So these astronauts are excited about it. And, Absolutely. You, know, you know, there's, it's going to be a fantastic mission. There's four astronauts, Stephen Bowen, uh, Warren, Woody Hoberg, uh, Sultan. I get this one wrong. El Ned, El Ned, <laughs> Yadi, El, 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 El Yadi. Yeah, there you go. And Ross Cosmos, Cosmonaut, uh, Andre Fedyev. Is that right? Yeah. Fedyev. Fedyev. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. and they're going to be there for six months. That's yeah. crazy. That's time a long time. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, I think about these people, you know, uh, Stephen Bowen, of course, has been up three times already on, uh, on space shuttle. Um, but, uh, I think I'm not sure about the Ross cosmos. He might have been up once before as well, but uh, I think the other two are new and I can't imagine the excitement that they're feeling, uh, must be crazy, especially, you know, this, uh, this astronaut from the United Arab Emirates, who was one of I think over 4,000, uh, they chose two astronauts and he, he, him and another were the picked out of 4,000. <laughs> what a, a, what a ride to get here. That's incredible. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a job. You know, like if you get that job, you are cream of the crop, you know, it, it, like most jobs have a hundred applicants, you know, <laughs> if you're going, yeah. you 4,000 specifically trained people, that are going for this job. Yeah. 4,000 of, 4, of just the best people you can imagine. Yeah. You know, and no, they're all qualified applying for this job if they're not qualified, you know? Yeah. And, uh, here they are. I mean, he's not, he's not an astronaut by training, right? He's, he's actually a, he's a doctor of, um, I've forgotten what it is now, but he's a doctor of data leakage prevention technology. Oh, so he's an information guy, a communications engineer. Um, which obviously if, if they're doing experiments up there, he's not, he's not the pilot. He's not the captain or whatever. He's just a guy going up there to do run experiments and, and get things going. So, uh, if they're doing any experiments with communications or anything around that, as well as all the other experiments, they're all trained on everything that's going on up there. So, um, yeah, he's just a, an incredibly talented guy who made the cut. That's that's cool. You know, and the, the cool thing is, re remember back in the day when astronauts had to be test pilots? You know, you had to be in the Air Force. You had to be like a military person or you had to be somebody who is a thrill seeker. And now it's yeah. like you can just be a scientist. You know, you can be, sure. be an engineer and you can go to and the space station. a lot of these station. guys now are well-rounded, right? They're not only a test pilot. Not only are they a pilot, not a test pilot, but not only are they a pilot, can they pilot an aircraft, but they're also you know, a doctor in this or that and the other. Um, they've got so many specialities uh, that they're just, they're just superhuman people at this point. Yeah. They're the best of the best. That said, the Russian, uh, the Russian Andre is, is a test pilot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there he you go. He was a test pilot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he's, he's coming from the standard stock. Mm -hmm. um, we got Warren, who is the uh, commander here. He's, oh no, sorry. That's a, uh, Woody. Stephen Bowen is the commander. He's uh he's actually comes from a submarine background. He was a 
<laughs> he's gone from the, the bottom of the ocean to the upper heights. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a quite a quite a trip, quite a change as well. Yeah. So um yeah, could you imagine? I mean, because it must be very similar though, because you're in a submarine and you're kind of packed together with a bunch of people in a small space. So they're gonna be used to being in that sort of environment. Yeah. Be so, past the claustrophobia test for sure. Yeah, real easy. <laughs> probably the only other one that's uh been in that sort of environment i'm assuming it I'm, well there was uh the two nasa astronauts they're uh they've done missions before is that correct or am i am i mistaken uh, on that one the commander steven has he's he's been on three uh space shuttle flights uh including the last discovery flight and uh the other guy the woody holberg uh woodrow holberg is uh he's not an astronaut yet he will be once he gets up there i guess he is an astronaut but he hasn't earned his wings so to speak um he's a you know electrical engineer uh computer science guy um uh, you know flies airplanes as well oh that's but, cool uh, he used to he worked at uh product development at boeing um all kinds of different things like that so he's uh he's an all-around uh talent guy as well like the laundry list of qualifications right there yeah you know, yeah, they all have that. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. That's, uh, these are remarkable people. And it's their, it's just the way they are, right? I like, uh, um, I've forgotten his name. Never mind. I'll just drop it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to go up to the space station, but they had to get the rocket ready before they actually fly to the space station. So they already did their static fire and that's basically a real quick puff of the engines to make sure that everything works. All the, all the, uh, the engines work, the mechanics of the engines work, but also the fuel that runs into the engines works and everything on the ground systems that everything, uh, all the crew are there to witness this and make sure that everything is functional before they do this launch. That's already been taken care of. So they're all ready to go. And the ground systems are there. The rocket's been, uh, you know, sent vertical. It's it's not sent, but it's stood up, you know, vertical. And then they did the static fire. So everything is ready to go. And they're just waiting now for the proper orbit, you know, or for the proper yeah, time to like hit the orbit. It should be fine. Yep. Uh, 95% chance of favorable conditions. So that's about as good as you're going to get. I think from any weather person, you're never going to hear 100%. Yeah, sounds so good. Great. Yeah, and uh, I think that they're all set and ready to go. It should be interesting. 
Yeah, they had a dress rehearsal on February 24th. Uh, they did the whole rehearsal at Kennedy Space Center, and uh, they had the launch teams, the crewmates. They were inside of their own their custom made spacesuits, which is pretty cool. Like, how cool would that be? You know, yeah. I, like you're just hanging out in your cool space made for you. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, just to have a space Perfect suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. The, just that to too. have just a space, to have space suit. Yeah. Just one of these days, on one of these days. Yeah. One of these, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably cost $2 million. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And they, so they were inside of the astronaut crew quarters and they took the elevator down to the crew or down to the ground floor. They exited the building's doors and they drove a Tesla Model X to launch Complex 39A, and they are just waiting. Going, they're they're going over some prep for the launch. You know, they're not just sitting, hanging out, watching TV and eating steak and potatoes. Well, of course, they're they're on TV as well, right? They've got to be ready for their moment in the sun as well. Yep, they're, they're everything is is recorded these days and shown on shown live to everybody. So, you know, they want to make sure they know where they're going and they're not embarrassed by going the wrong direction that sort of thing. <laughs> so they'll they'll just do a test like having a rehearsal for your wedding they just want to make sure that they, everybody knows what they're doing and where they're going yeah yeah and there's so many moving parts to these launches that it really could just take you just blinking and you miss a turn you know and you're the rest of the crew walks towards the the spacecraft and you walk the other way <laughs> you know <laughs> How, which would be very funny which would be but, really funny Right. That's something you want to happen. Right. Exactly. And they're professionals. So they want to go over this a bunch of times. They oh, want yeah. to make sure everything's, everything's timed perfect. as well. Right. Yeah. They're usually ahead of schedule, but they do have a schedule to, to meet. And, and, and they have handlers too. You know, they have people that tell them like, okay, so Absolutely. you, you got to exit SpaceX this door. Ninjas. Yeah. The ninjas. Exactly. They get them, they get them mm-hmm. prepped. They put them in the crew dragon. Uh, they, you know, close the door on them when they're ready to go up. They, they prep the people, they prep the craft and then, the ninjas leave and then they do the countdown and, you know, blast off for their 19 hour trip to the ISS. It's going to be, yeah, that, uh, that must be probably the most fun part of the whole trip. It's just that 19 hours to just relax, get out of your suits, have a nap, eat something, you know, it's probably a little, it's a little cramped in there, but it's not too bad. But, uh, just having that, that, moment after launch that moment after all this build up to just relax and there's nothing you can do for 19 hours must be a nice nice little break yeah you get one day off basically and then you're you're back to work right when you get to the space station you have experiments to do something up there but it's certainly not as stressful as it has been for the last six months yeah because we had some soyuz uh you know there's been some soyuz drama up there right yeah, it's get, it's going to be a busy weekend up at the ISS. We've got, uh, remember back in December, uh, the Soyuz um, lifecraft, life, lifeboat, essentially, uh, sprung a leak. There was a coolant leak uh, caused by a micrometeoroid, the Roscosmos has said. Um, so that rendered that, that lifeboat unusable. Uh, they can't send people back home in it. So there's been basically, I think, three people two Russians and a, and a NASA astronaut, whoever that is, who don't have a ride home right now up there since December. Um, so if something goes wrong, cat- catastrophically wrong, they couldn't get home. So I think it was Thursday, uh, Roscosmos sent up a, a new Soyuz, uh, empty, pretty much, except for a, a teddy bear in it, but uh, empty life craft, life, 
raft to replace the one that's there. Uh, and I think it arrives tonight, Saturday, um, at around 8 p.m. Hmm. Eastern so, time. So, yeah, really busy. So within the, like, 20, you know, 30 hours, there will be another crew going up, heading up, and, you know, a launch. And then it'll spend about another day in orbit, like, getting to the ISS. So it'll be a couple days before they get there, <laughs> before they get there. That's a really quick yeah. shift, right? You know, like, they have to... They deorbited the first one. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like there's a couple of days there, but that's an awful lot to take in and, and deal with in two days for the people up there. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, to to yeah to welcome another craft to uh, detach and and disorbit another one, uh, the, the the damaged one, and then to welcome a whole new crew. Uh, that's a lot to take in in two days. It's, they're going to be tired. Yeah, they're going to be tired, and and it's all on different schedules too, right? Some of them are happening at eight o'clock tonight, and then another one's happening at, you know, uh, probably well, probably around the same time uh, on Monday. But uh, yeah, they'd have to change their their sleep schedule and all the rest just to be ready for all this. Yeah, and they have to do it in microgravity, so yeah. they're not they're not just hanging out at their office, you know, doing this stuff. They're they're floating around in their their office in the sky, so to speak. Yeah, and of course that damaged spacecraft meant that three of the astronauts that were up there that were supposed to come back next month have to stay up. They're going to stay up there until September now. Oh, wow. So imagine going up for a, for a six-month mission and then saying, being told, hey, you're going to have to stay up another six months. I don't know. I mean, I would be, I'd be excited about that personally, but I'd also feel like there's probably a time that you could be like, you know, I've seen South Africa a lot. And I've yeah. seen Mexico <laughs> like 50 times. It's still beautiful, but it's also like, eh, you know, what else am I going to do? You know? Yeah. Ho-hum. Ho-hum. Job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the, probably the biggest stressor for me would be family, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see your family for another six months. What if you had a young child? Yeah. Um, and you convinced uh, your family that to give you six months to follow your dreams. And then you have to tell them, oh, by the way, I'm going to miss an entire year of your life. Right. That's a lot to ask for. That is a lot to ask for. For that's what they signed up for too. Yep. Yeah, they know the, you know the these astronauts and their families know that something like this could happen, so they get into this, knowing that there's a possibility. Eh, maybe we'll stay for another six months. It's kind of you know maybe they want to hang out there. I mean, I would want to hang out in space for a year. That would be cool. I mean, you'd have work every day. Like you do go to work when you're the space station. You don't just hang out. Yep. And, eat food and watch TV and like, I know that would be (laughs) fantastic. Like what if the, what if the next six months was just like, you know what? Just forget about it. You just, just hang out up there. You know, you've done what you need to do. You guys just hang out. Yeah. You have no way to get you. (laughs) Yeah. Wait till the next craft comes up. We'll get you. Don't worry. Just, you know, just take some pictures and look out the windows and just enjoy yourself. It makes me wonder as well. How, how prepared was SpaceX to send something up there to, collect people if they needed to, right? They've got crew six. They've had it ready for months, most likely. Mm-hmm. Could they have sent it up in a moment's notice to collect people if they needed to? I'm you sure know, there's they have been something 24 hours away from docking. I, I'm sure they have, um, you know, safety protocols in place for those kind of uh, emergency evacuation sequences, you know, where, 
you know, every, if, if all else fails, if all systems fail and you can't get anybody off that thing, you have to send something up to get them. And how fast would that be? Yeah. Could it be 24 hours? Probably. I mean, SpaceX is incredible. Uh, they would have to do um, a static fire to make sure the rocket works. So that mm-hmm. would only take a couple hours taking the rocket from the, from the bay to the Wherever launch is, pad yeah. uh, might take, you know, might take a half a day maybe altogether and then yeah. getting it prepped and getting the ground systems ready. I think they could probably do it in a day, maybe a day and a half if they get everything ready. Who knows? If they Let's have all the, we never have to figure it out. Yeah. But if they have all the hardware ready. Yeah. It is interesting to think about. Yeah. I wonder what the protocols are. It would be, now, the be Russians, of course, this Soyuz they just sent up was meant to be a crew change. Right, this it was meant to be a rocket that went up, changed the crew out, and sent some three people back, um, and they changed it to be a just basically a cargo mission and, and life raft um, at the last minute. And they didn't want to send it up. It it happened in December. It's it's you know the end of February now. They didn't want to send it up until they found out exactly what the problem was with the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, until they found out it was actually a micrometeoroid, uh, they didn't want to send it up. That's the reason it's taken this long. But who knows how long they could have, how fast they could have acted as well. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a good idea um, to think about because uh, what is the turnaround time? You know, we've seen, you know, there's usually a schedule in place for Falcon 9 rocket, you know, something like months in advance for any sort of rocket launch, usually months in advance. And then they have all that time to prep it and refurbish it and get it ready to go. But SpaceX probably has a bunch of rockets kind of just ready to go. Like Falcon 9's ready to go. And does Roscosmos have something similar? You know, that's yeah, that's a I good mean, question. SpaceX is sending up a Falcon every, you know, two a week or something, right? Like, yeah. The crazy turnaround. And and how how hard would it be to put a crew capsule on top of one of those? I'm not sure how, what the difference is as far as the, you know, catches and and all the plumbing and that sort of thing that has to happen on, on a crew capsule. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a, seems like something that would be an interesting topic to think about in the future and talk to somebody at NASA or SpaceX about, because mm-hmm. I think the, you know, uh, the logistics of it would probably be the only thing holding them back, you know, because I think the hardware would be totally fine. It's just the logistics of getting everybody at that place immediately in an emergency situation and getting the ground crew ready, testing the rocket and then, you know, getting it ready to go. Um, safely, safely. Yeah. You have to be safe with it because if that fails, then that's your, that's the ISS, um, evacuation plan is scrubbed at that point. And then you have to get another rocket, get another crew capsule, do the whole thing over again. If it Mm -hmm. scrubs on the ground, you know, so, or, you know, if, if that one, you know, just needs a little bit of work, do the work, send it up, you know, who knows? There's so many millions of things that could go wrong with a rocket that there's a possibility that you might just miss that opportunity if it doesn't go well. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a very interesting topic though, but very interesting. And then we've got, of course, looking forward this year, we've got the launch of uh, Boeing's aircraft spacecraft to uh to the ISS as well their demo too is if you will yeah the starliner um, starliner that'll be addressing 
I'm excited about that because then we'll have two ways to ferry people to and from the International Space Station, which is exactly what we need. There needs to be redundancy. Um, exactly. I, as much as I love SpaceX, I think that we need more than one way to get astronauts and cargo to and from the International Space Station without relying on other countries or, you know, other systems that um, aren't immediately available. So, you know, sending somebody to Russia for a launch sounds pretty logistically difficult, you know? Yeah. Logistically as well. There's language barriers. There's all kinds of uh, issues there. Yeah. Uh, There's political as well. Unfortunately, Um, things are not as rosy as they were between the two countries. So it's, it's, you know, especially up at the ISS, uh, Russian plans are to separate from it. So it's, you know, it's not as rosy a situation as you'd like up there. Yeah. And, and as in going back to what we just talked about, having instead of two spacecraft that can ferry people to and from the, the ISS, now you've got three, you just added another 33% to it. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to be, it's going to be a, and a game changer when they get that thing flying. And that's sometime later this year. I'm not exactly sure when it is at this point. Do you know? I'm, I'm not sure. It was planned, I think, planned for April. I'm not sure whether it's still on track or not. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah, those are, um, it, it's always a fluid schedule because you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. Weather could be a, a factor. It could be a hardware thing, software but thing. But that's going up, you know, much like the Falcon 9 we talked about earlier, that's going up in an Atlas. It's very reliable. Very much so, yeah. You know, um, you know, it, it does make it a little bit easier on on people watching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's that's gonna be that's gonna be a great uh, addition to the fleet of NASA uh, rockets and NASA uh, astronaut farriers. Um, but yeah, Monday. Monday morning, it's going to be got to be NASA and SpaceX, 1.45 a.m. Stay up for Eastern it. Eastern time. Eastern time, yeah. Stay up for it. It's going to be a great launch. Uh, you can check it out on NASA's YouTube channel. Of course, they're streaming it live or on NASA.com. I, I think they start at 10.10, I think it was. I think I saw. Yeah, it's around 10 p.m. Uh, the yep. night before on Sunday night. So, so you can have a really long, nice long lead up to... Seven minutes of fire. Yeah. And they do a lot of background about the astronauts. They do, you know, they tell the astronaut stories. They talk about the rocket. If you're interested in the, the engineering part of it, there's a lot of information that they put out there during those broadcasts, um, you know, about not only the rocket itself, but the ground systems, which are super important, how the astronauts get to and from the rocket, you know, you'll see them, um, drive out to the rocket and their uh, and their Tesla vehicles. It's going to be like these things are, it's a big show. It's a big production. So it's a really cool thing to watch. Um, yeah, they do a great job with it and there'll be live blogging too. So if you can't watch it, you can, you can watch the blog. You know, if you can't watch video or listen to audio, you can watch the blog. Um, and that's going to be on nasa.gov and that starts at 10 15 PM Eastern time. Um, and then, yeah, it's going to, it's going to be, a sight to see for sure. Very exciting. All right. Well, that's about it for today. Uh, I think for the crew six, uh, Falcon nine launch from Kennedy space center. 
and we'll bring you all the news about the launch the day after. So make sure to subscribe to the channel, please. Um, and then you can get all the latest SpaceX and NASA news right here anytime you want it. We upload every single day, so you get up-to-the-date news and information. Uh, thanks for joining me today, Neil. I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me. Welcome best back. Best of luck to Crew 6. Yeah, best of luck to Crew 6. All right, that's it for now. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you the next time.